All righty then, this is the Big Kid Show. I am your host, Big Nick, and thank you for kicking it, even if it's just for a little bit with us. With me today, I have one bad duo, so watch yourself. That's right, we got Mark and Mr. B. And today, big kids, boys and girls, we will be doing one of our most popular Big Kid Show formats. That's right, it's time for the top three. And I think everyone will very much enjoy today's top three topic. And it is top three 2000s movie duos. In the movie Austin Powers, he asked a very important question. Who does number two work for? (laughs) Well, today on the Big Kids Show, number two works for everyone. That's right. Double your pleasure and double the fun, baby. So we will be presenting and discussing each of our top three favorite movie duos of the 2000s and a duo is really any form of two of our favorite actors and actresses paired up in a movie and some quick examples from the 90s would be like tom hanks and gary sinise pairing up in forrest gump to catch a whole lot of shrimp or claire danes and leonardo dicaprio falling in love in romeo and juliet or even john travolta and nick cage battling it out in face off anyway i think everyone gets the idea two greats playing two great roles together in the same film released between the years 2000 and 2009 we will go about this in the ever popular three two one style but before we get started a quick thank you To all of the wonderful big kids out there who have been listening since the beginning. And if you are new to the show, please subscribe or follow us however and wherever you listen. Because we do a show each week, typically released on Sundays. And once in a while, we release two shows on a weekend. So subscribe so you don't miss a single show. And whether you're a new listener or an OG, please rate and review the show. It helps us out a lot. All right, as my good friend Mark would say, with all of that out of the way, it's time to play. Mark, it's time to double your pleasure and double the fun, baby. (laughs) How about you get us started, buddy? What 2000 movie duo do you have for your number three? Thank you, Big Nick. I appreciate it. as always, this was a little challenging. It was it was a close call. I feel like number three is is always it's tough because you got to cut that line, and you know how I am. I've got my thirty seven honorable mentions <laughs> that I had to chop off the bottom of the list. So number three is always the toughest. I got to let a lot of a lot of loose change go at that point. But uh, but I'm gonna kick it back to uh, two thousand three old school style with the movie old school with <laughs> Luke Wilson and Vince Vaughn. So nice. there is a lot of good actors in this movie, <laughs> but the way that these two guys play off of each other to me makes this movie what it is. So for those of you who aren't familiar, Luke Wilson plays Mitch, Vince Vaughn plays Beanie. And then there is a, a third wheel who uh, we'll say he's in the sidecar. That's uh, Will Ferrell with uh, Frank. But Mitch, Frank, and Beanie, their personal lives, they're, they're, they're not happy with it. And Mitch's girlfriend cheats on him. And Frank's the party animal, and he gets married, but he doesn't want to let go of his wildlife. And Beanie's like a family man. You know, I always think of the scene where he's walking around with his kids and earmuffs, 
Earmuffs. Earmuffs. Yeah. You're going you're to get so much boy band ass in this house. <laughs> so he's always trying to like reclaim his wild side. So they end up opening a fraternity at Mitch's new house on a college campus and try to like bring back the glory days. But, you know, I, to me, just like Vince Vaughn has a very special quality. And I feel like when he's teamed up with somebody who he plays well off of, because a lot of his movie roles have that kind of dynamic, right? There's always like another person there that he kind of can play off of. Not that he can't do a lead by himself, but, you know, in this one, really, Luke Wilson is kind of the main character, so to speak. And Vince Vaughn's kind of the, the second man. But um, so many good, hilarious moments in this movie. Frank the Tank and, you know, the, we're going streaking. I mean, there's like <laughs> endless amounts of hilarity that, that ensues with this movie. But... I feel like the way these two guys play off of each other and together with Vince Vaughn being the push, push, push and Mitch being the hold on, hold on, hold on. You know what I mean? Kind of always trying to pump the brakes throughout the whole movie. It's like this perfect yin and yang of, uh, of them going back and forth with each other. You are a poet explaining that movie. And thank you. Only thing I could think of is when the guy shows like, I'm here for the gangbang. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. They, there's people in blindfolds coming out of the closet, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> well, wasn't there the scene where they uh, had to throw the bricks off of the uh, the top oh, of the yeah. building? <laughs> You're my boy, Blue. <laughs> no, it, and and I think that's what helps bring it. That there's all those little one liners that that movie kind of fell right in our realm of. I mean, yeah. we we do those daily between the three of us so yeah yeah uh, i love old school actually it was on comedy central like a couple weeks ago and i was like i got stuff to do but i should probably watch 30 or 40 minutes of it and you laughed <laughs> didn't you i Tremendously. did <laughs> i laughed a lot well and vince vaughn had like a probably what about an eight to ten year window where he was just in spot Lego. on in th those comedy movies oh, yeah. that you put him yeah. in and he had that he had that certain delivery with his words where he's like jerk guy but like lovable jerk oh, yeah. kind of guy oh, yeah. like Dry the, the jerk that you like yeah of? like it, yeah. He, yeah he didn't like say it in a funny way he said it very serious but that's what made it funny yeah he he had good delivery it's very well done love that choice love it yes that's a great pick, Ooh. and that what a great way to start off the show. Good job there, Mr. Mark. Hey, Mr. B, you are up next, my friend. Why don't you give us your number three? I will, and this this goes out to a shout-out to my, my brother, Robert, a movie that was released in July of 2008 starring a Mr. Will Ferrell, and a Mr. John C. Riley. We're going to call it Step Brothers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. And, and that's I just piggybacking off you there, uh, uh, Marcus. Is you know they both started it just the little one-liners and the comedy and how they did that. Where you know if the premise of the movie is they're forty-year-old people that live with their parents, their parents get married, they become stepbrothers. The beginning is they hate each other and then eventually they become friends and then, excuse me, then they hate each other again and then become friends again. Uh, I, I don't know. That was another movie that just, again, is it a, is it a genius movie? Probably not. 
<laughs> but it but it, it it makes me laugh and that's why i love it so you know i'm gonna go with stepbrothers and i don't know you guys got anything to say about little stepbrothers well pardon my french because my french is just not that good but it's the fucking catalina wine mixer <laughs> <laughs> there's so many of those little little things there where yeah it's just it's hilarious and you know go ahead well, I love the other brother, you know, the guy from uh, Parks and Rec uh, that kind of like picks Derek. Yeah, he's always picking on him. And then um, what's his name? Rob Riggles in it, too. And Ow! he's always. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the fucking Catalina wine mixer. Well, and of course, the hey, the, the big kid research team came in pretty good on this movie that uh, you remember the scene at the end at the fucking Catalina wine mixer. Right. Where Will Ferrell and John C. Riley go up on stage, he plays drums and uh, Will Ferrell sings. Will Ferrell has the voice of an angel. He reminds me, you remind me of a mix between Fergie and Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently when they filmed that, it was actually John C. Riley playing the drums. And, oh, I believe it. And Will Ferrell was actually singing that. So that was like legit. Like apparently Will Ferrell was, or not Will Ferrell, John C. Riley's was in a band with his brother and learned how to play drums as a kid. So those two guys have a ridiculous amount of talent. Like, I mean, they're just, they're, they're geniuses in their own way. And, um, uh, yeah, I, I will. The, the part where he's singing and, and, and his stepbrother's playing drums is, is incredible. My favorite scene is probably the music video, the boats and hose oh, yeah, music course. video. Boats and hose. <laughs> boats and hose. Boats, boats and hose. Yeah. I forgot about that. Oh, that's great. Yeah. It's, <clears throat> it's a great movie. I love the premise of these, again, like 40-year-old people that don't want to do anything and they get married and they're forced to like go on job interviews if you see those parts. Are, uh, and there's a bunch of small parts with a bunch of other funny people like Seth Rogen's in it and uh, you, you mentioned Rob Riggle. Pow! Uh, Pow! <laughs> so, Step Brothers, and again, Will Ferrell, John C. Riley, and the reality is, John C. Riley, he's been in like every movie ever. Yeah, he's been in a lot of stuff. Yes, he has. He was in Days of Thunder. Yeah, that's right. I, I mean, and you know what? He looks exactly the same as he, he did. <laughs> he has changed. In 1992, in Days of Thunder, he. He looks like he's 40 years old perpetually for for the rest of his life. Yep. Excellent pick. <laughs> We're really off to a great start here, fellas. Now, for my number three, and this is a little interesting because the whole premise of this topic is to pick two people that are somehow paired up together and they just, they not only are they outstanding on their own, but they increase each other's uh, delivery and their their acting ability and the delivery that they give the presentation that they they present in these different movies, but this one, you know, and, and you can have it like we said in the in the lead up here for the show. It could be they're paired up because they're working side by side, or they're paired up because they are uh, arch enemies. You know, you can have it any way, but. For my number three, I'm actually going with two guys who are not at the top of the list when it comes to casting in this movie. They they are rather down on the list here, but they are their parts together. 
you couldn't have were first off their parts together were fantastic but i don't think that you could have replaced either actor and come out with the same Spen- genius performance killing me okay so i went with bill hader and seth rogan as officers slater and officer <laughs> <Yeah>. michaels <laughs> from super bad <laughs> Oh. young padawan oh, the, the, so if, if you've not seen <laughs> if you've not seen this movie first off there's so many great characters oh, and so many yes. great actors and actresses in this movie and again they're kind of low on the list i mean the the main characters are seth and evan and fogel uh who who becomes mclovin McLovin, who's he's 25 from Hawaii. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but but for me, the 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 roles that take over the movie are the two police officers. You know, they they arrest McLovin, who's trying to buy beer, because really what these guys are doing, they're all seniors in high school and their general ideas. They want to party, but they also want to you know, get laid before they go off to college. And they think the best way to get laid is to go to a party and have some drinks. And so the whole goal early in the movie is obtaining alcohol and Bill Hader and Seth Rogen, they throw Fogel McLovin in the back of their car and he gets, he has to ride along for quite the night <laughs> with these two officers. First off, they go to a bar, they take him to yeah. a bar and they're, they're drinking, they're drinking through most of their, their third shift that they're working. Uh. And, um, that's when we learn that, uh, officer Slater, Bill Hader, uh, that his, his wife gave mouth skis before she ever gave hand skis <laughs> and Seth Rogan's character officer Michaels says that when he first signed up for the force, he thought that, that crimes would be very easy to solve because he just assumed that there would be sperm everywhere <laughs> at every, at every crime scene and they would be able to solve any. And I think the, <laughs> the part go ahead go ahead the part that cracks me up the most is that they they decide that they're going to destroy their patrol car they set it on fire and they're shooting at their own patrol car with their guns prepare to be fucked by the long dick of the law <laughs> <laughs> so oh, I, some language that, in this episode sorry everybody th- those two those two are the greatest police officers ever oh no, man well played and well delivered sir that was that was good <laughs> and yeah the officer I, I still to me the hilarious thing is when fogel or mclovin finally you know finds a lady friend at the end of the movie and they come in and the you know the cockblock moment that i mentioned <laughs> officer michaels goes we should be guiding your cock not blocking it <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah and he, he's fogel's laying in bed with that chick and he yeah. goes uh, she, she goes is everything all right and he goes i have a boner <laughs> And then the boner police show up. Yeah, yeah. Remember the police show up and officers later is like, oh no, it's the cops. And they start running and they are the cops. Uh, That's one of my favorite, like feel good movies. And I love that we all picked comedies for our first round, you know, for our number threes here. Uh, Before we move on to our number twos, I do want to mention what is probably my favorite scene in super bad is when Michael Sarah is forced to sing 
at the party oh, and he sings yeah. these eyes. These um, eyes. I could watch that give clip a hundred times and I I cry laughing <laughs> every single time. So oh, I um, almost so I will tell you guys right now I had Jonah Hill and Michael Sarah as an honorable mention for Superbad. That's such a great wonderful. movie. But I actually I like your selection even better, Big Nick, because you're right. It, those two really like kind of come out of the shadows in that movie and kind of take it over. You know what I mean? For a large portion of it. So what? supreme choice, big Nick. And I, I remember, I remember reading something well played uh, Mark that um, I think Seth Rogen, like initially they wanted him to play that role, but they're like, dude, you're too old. Right. You know, so, have uh, him play Jonah Hill's yeah, role. So they're like, you, you can't play a high school kid. You're like 32 and you look like you're 45. <laughs> so they're like, how about you be a cop? <laughs> and it worked well, out perfect. <laughs> the first time I saw the movie, what was so great about those characters, the officers, was they don't show up until like the movie's going on for some oh, time like, before like, they even appear. It's like yeah, twenty or thirty minutes in the movie, I think. The first least. scenes and with so, the uh, fake ID in the gas station. So the first time you see Seth Rogen and Bill Hader as police officers, or even see them at all in the movie. It's well into the movie, and the first time I saw the movie, guys, I was like, oh, cool. It's like a cameo appearance by Bill Hader and Seth Rogen, two guys that I think are hilarious, especially Bill Hader. But then, they, for me, they took over the movie. Like I, I just loved their their characters. And, hey, I'm a, a big fan of the, the men and women in the blue, so it was to see, uh, to see two people just kind of poking fun and having a really good time and just Absolutely. kind of just being complete jackasses. Uh, <laughs> it, it was hilarious like, way. Well, but you see the way that they do it and you're like, man, I would have loved to have been a third shift police officer just right. out there doing whatever the hell I wanted to do. <laughs> Riding around with McLovin in the back. <laughs> I love it. I love Living it. the dream. Wonderful. All right, Mark, why don't you hit us hard with your number two, buddy? All right, number two. Ow. So one of these two characters has actually made a previous Big Kid episode. I will leave that unnamed, and uh, our listeners out there can dig through the archives, see if you can find it. But this duo is, uh, th this definitely is not from a comedy. This is a, a very serious movie, but I feel like, when we talk about the yin and yang of kind of two different actors being able to play off of each other and kind of being opposite ends of the spectrum, but kind of creating that hole with the two of them, this one falls into it. And that movie would be Training Day, and that would be Denzel Washington <laughs> and Ethan Hawke. King Kong oh, ain't boy. got shit on me. There it <laughs> is. So Denzel Washington plays Ellie or uh, LAPD detective Alonzo Harris. So he's a narcotics officer, you know, a veteran. He's kind of been around the block before. And um, basically Jake, you know, is, is a trainee. So he's like a rookie, you know, Jake Hoyt. He kind of comes in as a rookie cop and has to shadow Alonzo Harris, you know, throughout the day. And if you haven't seen it, like there's not many things I'm going to tell you, you can feel free to, pause this episode go watch that movie and come back you won't yes, regret please. it that movie is insanely good um mm -hmm. and just the way those guys go back and forth and kind of like the way the characters progress through the movie it's not just like it's not static right how they they kind of go it's almost like they kind of continue to feed off of each other in different ways throughout the whole movie all the way to the end um just uh, like amazing performances from both those guys in that movie 
No, and I completely agree because clearly, I mean, I think when they uh, cast that movie, you know, it's like, oh, Denzel Washington's the lead. But I thought yeah. e- Ethan Hawke did such a great job of playing off of him, you know, being yeah. the, you know, I mean, the way that role kind of unfolded where he's a rookie cop and he's learning the ropes and he's kind of, and then eventually at the end he becomes the hero. I love that pick, man. That's awesome. And I, I completely agree. That's Thanks, a sir. great duo. Uh, it was funny because obviously the big kid team, when they do their research, we we talk about a lot of the stuff. And there was a few people in the research team that were like, I haven't seen that movie. And I was like, get out. Go watch it now. Go watch it now. <laughs> Don't come back till you watch it. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm going to make you smoke some marijuana laced with PCP. Yeah, right. I didn't know you like to get wet. So I, I, the thing to me is like Ethan Hawke plays like the the nervous, sheepish kind of like. Na- he's naive even. Yeah, like I, to a T, man. And, and he's been in a lot of other movies and he's not always oh, yeah. like that. So, you know, I, I thought it was really well done the way that he. Like kind of just like you can tell he feels like intimidated and it, it just like screams through the TV screen, like with that performance. And, you know, as, as amazing as Denzel Washington was, I just really think that Ethan Hawke made Denzel Washington feel that much more powerful as a character in that movie because of the way he reacted. Yeah, you know? no, I, I love that pick. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Well, and I think Washington, Denzel Washington won an Academy Award for his performance in Training Day. I might I might be wrong, but if he didn't, he should have because one, both of those guys are fantastic actors. So to pair them up together, and you're right, it is the yin and the yang, and the ca- the characters both develop immensely throughout the throughout the movie. Yeah. And by the end, they're ready to kill each other. Well, well, not ready to. They are trying to actually kill each <laughs> yeah, other by the end they of the movie. Literally, are trying to kill each other. Yeah. But I think Denzel Washington is one of my favorite actors, and for me, that is one of, if not his best performance, in my humble opinion. And for those of you who are big time music fans and haven't seen the movie, it's an opportunity to see Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, and Macy Gray, and they all do fantastic yeah. jobs. And playing the roles that they play. Like, I mean, who would have thought? I wouldn't have thought that those three would have been great actors, and they are. Yeah. And, and the follow-up, I, the, the Big Kid Research team shot this to me. So uh, Denzel Washington did win Academy Award for Best Actor, and Ethan Hawke was at least nominated for Best Supporting Actor. So, exactly. And they should have been. Yeah. That, that's They got it right that yeah. year. That's great. Yeah. yeah. And, well, and, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, no. no, no. Mr. B, hindsight. Well, I, I, I remember, because again, our research team is amazing here at the they team. Got, and they talked about that Snoop Dogg playing the role of a <laughs> paraplegic person. Like He was like amazingly professional. Yeah. You know, like I, I remember uh, some of the stuff they sent over to me said, like, no, he was, he was on time. He was ready to work. Like you kind of thought Snoop would be like kind of half-ass and like smoke a weed in his trailer. I just he, quit smoking yesterday. No, nah, he was he was ready to roll, son. Well, and the, the research team, I thought, slid you the same thing they just slid to me, which was he actually won a very prestigious MTV Movie Award for Best Cameo in that movie. So yeah. Snoop Dogg even winning awards in that movie. I mean, yeah, that well, such I, an unbelievable movie. I actually re- rewatched it like a month ago, and 
I still was on the edge of my seat. Like that, I've yeah. seen that movie multiple times, and it still just makes you like, man, it makes you kind of tense up. And unbelievable movie. Well, and maybe what we should really be applauding is the big kid research team. There you are. <laughs> after that, uh, after that sit down we had, they've really pulled things oh, together. Yeah, we had to so. we had give them a stern talking to, but I mean, they're doing great. So I they're love that pick. Oh man, I I, I kind of I might I might watch that later today. I don't know. Who knows? Wonderful pick, and uh, Mark, you're just you're just nailing it, buddy, Mister B. That puts a little bit of pressure on you. You nailed it with your number Ugh. three pick. Let us let's hear your number two. So, because I I love all genre of film, but when doing this breakdown of co-stars, it kind of narrows it down. So, I'm going to go with a film released in September of 2001. Starring a Mr. Ben Stiller and a Mr. Owen Wilson. It is entitled Zoolander. Ooh. <laughs> yes. Blue Steel, baby. <laughs> so, again, when we, when we had the, the pre-episode meeting discussions, we talked about co-stars. And I was like, well, that was a great one where they fed off each other. You, They didn't like each other at first. Then they became friends. And it... You know, and it's a comedy. I'm a comedy fan. I I usually like lighthearted movies. I want to be light and loose in my life and not serious and dark. But that's my pick for number two, Zoolander. Quality choice, man. That fantastic pick. Yeah, I mean, th- those are two extremely talented actors as well. So, and that's a that's a wonderful movie. I, I give two thumbs up. And if you guys want to know. I mean, Anyone that hasn't seen it, it's a premise of there's the male uh, who is uh, Ben Stiller. He's a a model, and he's kind of on his supermodel. Supermodel, excuse me, excuse me. He's a yes. supermodel. Get it right, son. And he's working. His, <laughs> he's kind of on his way out of his career, and then Owen Wilson is a supermodel on his way up in his career. So you kind of have mm-hmm. that running. They're both uh, not geniuses. <laughs> and so then it kind of turns into that that's part of the play on each other of how they're angry at each other and battling it whatever you want to call it but um i i of course you know the big kid team research team is awesome with fun facts and i got a couple more fun facts okay hit us hit All us right, so blue steel which is the look that ben stiller lit, uh, kind of gives mm-hmm. that gets him his notoriety Ooh. Yeah. So where that originated is apparently his wife, Christine Taylor, who in real life, you know, obviously sees him brushing his teeth. That's the look he makes when he's in the mirror brushing his teeth. (laughs) (laughs) She's she's the co-star from Dodgeball, correct? She's also in this movie, too. That's right. She is. Um, And she she played uh, Marsha Brady in the uh, Brady Bunch remake, but regardless, I just thought that was hilarious that that's how they came up with Blue Steel. Um, if you also remember, the premise of the movie was that they were going to kill the Malaysian Prime Minister. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I, I forgot. Yeah, so this movie was banned in Malaysia. <laughs> like you, you, <laughs> right? You could really? watch it. Well, because rightfully so, uh, rightfully so. I mean, it's kind of like the the premise of the movie is to kill the prime minister. Like, well, yeah, yeah, let's not show this. So just so you know, that was a uh, it was banned or at least it was 
definitely unsuitable for public consumption after viewing the film. <laughs> I wonder how much you one would have to pay in Malaysia for a bootleg copy of Zoolander. Well, I would imagine at this point it's fine, but at the time, <laughs> you know, it might have been a little heated. But let me, if you guys remember, the cameos of that was through the roof, right? Mm-hmm. All right, so let me, let me just fire through a couple, just a little tickle your fancy here. David Bowie, ah. B- Billy Zane, uh, Mark's buddy, Fred Durst from Limp Biscuit, <laughs> Fabio, Cuba Gooding Jr., Tommy Hilfiger, Paris Hilton, Heidi Klum, Letty Kravitz, Lil Kim, Natalie Portman, Gavin Rossdale from Bush, Winona Ryder, Gary Shandling, Chris. Christian Slater, Gwen Stefani, and of course, our former president, Donald Trump and Melana Trump made a cameo in this movie. So, wow. I mean, anybody that was anybody was a cameo in (laughs) Zoolander. So maybe it might be the greatest film America ever had. I don't know. So we are five picks through nine, right? We're through five picks of, of a total of nine picks. And right now, out of those five, Will Ferrell played one of the roles, but also was in two of the other movies that made it onto this list so far. Oh, no, no, so, he's actually been in three. He's in old. That's what I mean. Three movies total, yeah. but he in one of the movies he's he's actually chosen as our movie duo for for that for uh, wow. Step Brothers for the one particular Ferrell. movie. He's really dude. He's knocking it out of the park today. <laughs> Well, I kind of went the same route that uh, that Mark went with, you know, with the comedy for number three and then a very serious movie for number two. Serious. So for my number two, I have George Clooney and Tom Wilkinson, both playing attorneys at the very prestigious law firm of Kenner, Bach, and Leiden. And this is the movie uh, we have... Tom Wilkinson plays Arthur Edens, and of course, George Clooney plays Michael Clayton in the movie titled Michael Clayton. This was from 2007. It's an American legal thriller. It came out in October of 2007 and grossed almost $100 million worldwide. And as far as acting goes, this is one of the most impressive acting movies, in my humble opinion. First Ooh, off, that's ballsy. Wow. And what I I mean from top to bottom, from 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 the top of the cast all the way to to the smaller roles. We have it, it's it's just a brilliant movie. It's a fantastic performance by everyone who played in the movie, uh, particularly Clooney and Wilkinson. And this was nominated for 7 Academy Awards, uh, Academy wow. Awards. Uh, Best Picture, Best Director, Best Original Score, Best Original Screenplay, Best Actor for Clooney. Best Supporting Actor for Wilkinson and Best Supporting Actress for um, Swinton. And I don't, I failed to write down her first name. Tilda. Uh, Tilda Swinton. Yes, thank you. Uh, she ended up winning. Uh, her performance was brilliant. Uh, Wilkinson plays this attorney that really kind of latches on to something that he shouldn't really be aware of. And he starts to go insane and they have him offed. Uh, and when I say they, you'll have to watch the movie to figure out who they are. But Clooney plays Michael Clayton. And Michael Clayton is one of my favorite movie characters of all time. He's wow. He's dude. He's 
he's labeled as a fixer. And one of the most brilliant lines in the, and one thing that makes his character so interesting is what his brother says to him in the movie. He says, look, man, you have all of these cops here thinking that you're some kind of big shot attorney. And you have all of these attorneys thinking you're some kind of big shot cop. Who are you? You know, and like uh, it just some of the some of the lines and the dialogue is is absolutely brilliant in this movie. This is a movie that anytime that it's on, I have to watch it. If I'm flipping through the channels and I come across Michael Clayton, I have to watch it. So I will admit, Picnic, I've never seen <laughs> this movie before, but now I'm actually intrigued because, yeah, I mean, who was the 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 co star with uh, um so Tom Wilkinson, Tom Wilkinson, he's one of those guys you won't recognize the name, but if you no, look him he's up, he's in a ton of stuff. Yeah, Tom. Yeah, he was in Batman Begins. Yeah, he's um, in a ton of stuff, and he's a super good actor. Um, he's and a and great my, mo- actor. my mom used to play checkers with George Clooney, so I, I'm very familiar That's with right. George Clooney. And he used to but, cheat, um, and he's a cheater. Uh, George, you know who you are. So no, I'm gonna have to go check that out, man, because George Clooney. I, f- I feel like. You know, especially later in his career, really picked a lot of solid movies. And when you mentioned it, I kind of pulled it up and just briefly looked. It does look familiar, but based on how you're talking about it, I'm gonna have to put that on my watch list because that sounds like a movie I definitely would appreciate. So I'm gonna have to. And when when they say American legal thriller, underline the word thriller about ten times because it's yes, it's it's an intense movie and it's and I I love I love the album thriller so that's good. There you go. Well, then you're gonna love Michael Clayton and, and Big Nick. I I'm embarrassed. I've never seen that movie. Oh, I I cannot recommend it enough. I mean, I mean, see a big kid movie night. We might have to bust out some and and that's what the big kid show does. We're bringing topics to everyone, and I've seen it even pop up, but like I guess because the title of the movie is Michael Clayton, it doesn't. (laughs) It doesn't. doesn't, It didn't grab me. Like I'm like if if, right. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm trying to watch the title. The title has no intrigue to it at all. Yeah. And and it's only it's only good once you've seen the movie because then you're like, oh, I, I love this Michael Clayton guy. See, now, uh, now let me help them out. If they would have came out with the title The Fixer, that yeah, would have been would, a much oh, better movie I, title. I, I probably would have watched it. See, but right? I thought I thought it was about like a school teacher or something. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's a fifth grade school teacher. Yeah, I'd be like that sounds boring. So hey, George Clooney plays checkers, and he uh, see <laughs> see I, clearly we don't rehearse this stuff because I I've never seen that movie. I'm embarrassed, Big yeah. Nick. I'm I well, I'm a movie watcher. I'm embarrassed. So to be clear, I'm not embarrassed, Big Nick, but I will add it to my list of to watch movies. So well, Big I Nick, or Mark, you, you have your list of movies is like 30 deep now, buddy. Yeah, yeah. The, the other thing that's intriguing and interesting about the character Michael Clayton, he plays an attorney. I don't think he actually has a license to be an attorney. Well, like I think he's just that seems illegal, but you know, no, no, I don't think he actually practices law. He is the fixer for the for the firm. Oh, they, they, he, go, I got he gets sent out on the jobs that they don't want to send attorneys out for. Jobs you. that nobody else in the company will do. Like he's Should he's the guy the fixer, that if, man, that'd have been a great movie right, title. He's the guy that if you're in trouble and they might be sending the cops and some detectives to your house, and you're one of our clients, we're sending Clooney to your house first to make sure everything is kosher before the detective <laughs> arrives. 
Goddamn Clooney. Well, I'm going to add that to the to watch list, Big Nick. Appreciate yeah. the uh, recommendation, sir. Oh, great. You'll be happy that you did. Yeah. You that go. brings us <laughs> to the number one, right? We're down to number ones all around. Numero Mark, uno. you want to give us your number three and your number two? Remind us of your number three and number two before you hit us hard with that number one. Absolutely. So, Pow. uh Double dip with the old school, Luke Wilson and Vince Vaughn for number three. For number two, we've got Training Day with Denzel Washington, Alonzo Harris, and Ethan Hawke. So with number one, actually, I'm going to double dip again, and I'm going to have two actors (laughs) that have already been named in this list, one of which in my own. So I am going to go with what I think is one of the best comedy movies of the 2000s that would be wedding crashers owen wilson and vince vaughn so anybody who isn't familiar with it it uh it came out in 2004 (laughs) it's uh it's funny because it's called they call it a romantic comedy when you look it up but it's not a not a uh, standard romantic comedy by any stretch, um, but it follows two divorce mediators, Wilson and Vaughn, and they crash weddings in an attempt to meet and seduce women. But like seriously, big big names in this movie. You've got Christopher Walken, you've got Rachel McAdams, Isla Fisher, uh, Bradley Cooper, Jane Seymour. Like this movie is so hilarious. And again, like I talked about it with Vince Vaughn for my number three and the fact that he made two out of my three kind of, I I go back to the same point. It's the, the yin and yang between him and Owen Wilson and the constant push pull between those two guys and how they go back and forth. And it's that in this movie, they kind of actually start off aligned And then they kind of start going their separate ways as the movie goes on. So they end up having to kind of butt heads. And that's really where like those two shine is when they have to kind of start like there's a bit of a a battle between the two of them. You know what I mean? And it's just the hilarity that happens in between it is just fantastic. So. Oh, you had a, you you had a fill up an old chick's huge tits. Get over it. <laughs> some of us have real problems. <laughs> Try getting jerked off under the table when everyone's at dinner. <laughs> well, and what's what's crazy here, it was rounding out. It was starting to look like uh, Will Ferrell was going to be the hero of our show today. And it's starting to look like Owen Wilson. Yeah. Mo- Owen Wilson might be the greatest actor of all time. Vince He's Vaughn, made- yeah. Well, or- Vince Vaughn is... Vince Vaughn is what two, but Owen Wilson is three. Mark, a solid Mark, three. Mark loves True. some Owen Wilson and some Vince Vaughn. Absolutely. It's, hey, you know whatever, whatever floats your boat. We're we're, we're open to anything on this show. So uh, I'll throw a couple fun facts on this Ooh. one. So there actually was a brief talk of a sequel. Now it, sequels with comedies can get a little, yeah. little cringe, you yeah. know. But um, so Vaughn Wilson and David Dobkin, who was the uh, the director, they came up with an idea where John and Jeremy, so that's Wilson and Vince Vaughn, uh, would compete with an ultimate wedding crasher played by Daniel Craig. So James Uh Bond himself, but (laughs) 
<laughs> nothing nothing came out of it. So oh, they, I would I would watch that. So right? I mean, it could have been interesting. So I guess they said, you know, not a lot of people were doing sequels at that time and they kind of decided not to do it. So but that'd have been interesting. James Bond versus those two in a uh, ultimate wedding crasher showdown. And then um, you know, talking about Jane Seymour, so she's the uh, I guess she's the mother or the mother-in-law. I can't remember it's the the mother-in-law, right? She, she she's she's an interesting mother-in-law. She's, yeah. ma- she's married to Christopher Walken. And yes, yes, yep. yeah. So she beat out uh, Raquel Welch to play Kathleen. I don't know if you guys oh. remember who Raquel Welch is, but I do. I certainly do. Yeah, a little bit of a, a duel there at the end to uh, to take that over. But Jane Seymour is 54 when that movie came out, and she said it was the funniest script that she had ever read. And I don't disagree with her. That movie's hilarious. No, that's an awesome pick. And I love all the one-liners in that movie as well. So yeah, great. it's an endless supply. Great pick, buddy. Doesn't Jane C- doesn't Seymour have that jewelry line of the? Uh, she does. Keep your hot, uh, keep your hot open, and love will always find its way in. <laughs> she does, <laughs> and, and it makes me think that Big Nick has purchased some of that at one point. I don't. Oh, know. I'm 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 blinged out right now, friends. <laughs> Hollywood <laughs> Nick, you're talking to Hollywood Nick here. I'm just blinging for days. I got chains everywhere now. Uh, interesting, <laughs> interestingly enough. Another Will Ferrell involved movie yep. making the list. Wow. Because yeah. remember, wow. he was the inventor of wedding yes. crash. And he was like, he, he started was, crashing funerals. Funeral. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like, oh, he's like, the chicks are so horny at funerals. <laughs> he's like, I don't think I'm ready for that, man. Mom, meatloaf. Mom. Meatloaf. <laughs> oh, my God. That's. The chicks are so horny. Yeah. <laughs> even even so messed up, man. Yeah, it's very messed up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right. All right. Well played, Mark. Good job, buddy. Absolutely. Mr. B, remind us of your number three and your number two, and then give us that number one. Oh, show. All right. My number three was Step Brothers. Number two, Zoolander. I'm going very comedy. But my number one is going to be a little less comedy and more drama. I'm going to go with Leonardo DiCaprio, Matt Damon, in a film that was released in October of 2006, The Departed. Ooh, intense movie. Yes. Fantastic. A lot of great actors, too. And, and, yeah. you, oh, and they were just the two top ones. So if you want me to rattle off. So Jack Nicholson, Mark Wahlberg, Martin List. Sheen, Vera Famirga. Alec Baldwin. Actually, I'd lo- I think I liked Al- Alec Baldwin the best in yeah. that. Baldwin's great movie. in the movie. Yeah. So when we talked about co-stars, and I was like, that was a great one. Even though they didn't ne- necessarily interact with each other, they played their roles great. And of course, that was a Scorsese film, which was awesome. I yeah. love I love American crime thrillers. I love um, the twists and the plots at the end. I mean, anyone, if you haven't seen it, there's going to be all kinds of spoilers, but that movie was awesome to me. I mean, I think that was, if I'm, I'm pretty sure the, the research team was correct. That's the only time that Scorsese's won an Academy Award. Yeah. Um, it was a budget of $90 million at box office, close to $300 million. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, and I, again, you can see just when I ratted off the cast that people want to work with Scorsese and st- the script was obviously great. 
um, to do that. But that's my number one. I mean, I, I, and actually, it's funny. I, I watched it uh, this week again just to kind of. I was like, should I confirm that's my number one? I was like, yep, it's a great movie. Yeah, dude, and it's like you said. I mean, there's a ton of good actors. I actually thought about The Departed, but those two guys in particular definitely really, really shine. And um, and that's hard to do when you get that many stars in a movie, but that's a super quality choice. Yeah, I, I actually saw, again, our, our research team is amazing, but they talked about um, apparently Nicholson would go off script so frequently that it would like throw off DiCaprio. Like some, right. some of their individual scenes where he would just like, the script would be what it is. And he'd be like, yeah, I'm not doing that. And he would just go all <laughs> off the rocker and, I mean, Leonardo DiCaprio is no schlub to being in movies. I mean, he's been around yeah. for years, but Jack Nicholson is the man. Yeah, you no kidding, is he the man? Think about how good you have to be at something for for someone to pay you a million or millions of dollars, and then you go, "Yeah, I'm just going to do this however the hell I want." Well, we're even to where the directors are like. Like, oh, you're gonna go tack- tell Jack Nicholson to do it differently? Yeah, good luck. Yeah, good luck, buddy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good luck. Well, or even like to where uh, actor like Leonardo DiCaprio, who is at the top of his game, to be like, uh, I was a little intimidated by Jack Nicholson. <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> of course that's some How of the not be that's some of the stuff I read. He's like, yeah, it's kind of terrifying because we do the one on one scenes, and I was like, I wasn't sure what he's gonna do. And I, I'll give you this. So Jack Nicholson, if you guys know, hardcore uh, Lakers fan, right? Yeah, of course. Yep. So he said on on set, he banned Celtics attire. Even <laughs> even though the Are you serious the fit. No, I'm I'm famous for being a diehard Lakers fan. Jack Nicholson banned all rival Celtics merchandise on during filming. <laughs> Wow, that's a big ask, isn't it? It's like it was filmed in Boston, <laughs> right? I know that's what I'm saying. I mean, I was in Boston for uh, some special reasons, and you can't go anywhere without seeing Celtics crap everywhere. So that's I, wild. <laughs> yeah, that's that was awesome to me. And Celtics attire, it's not crap, it's attire. Eh. It's uh, eh. you know what I meant. Larry Bird was great, Larry Bird was one of the greatest, yeah, yeah. absolutely. But I mean, if you haven't watched that movie, of course, please do. It's it's packed with stars, but just the roles of Matt Damon and Leonardo DiCaprio is amazing. Yeah, dude. And we said Michael Clayton is an intense movie. Uh, intense does not begin to describe The Departed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's all time it, classic. Yeah, I mean, it's it it won awards. It was it, it's such a good movie. It's a long movie. But because it's it's just developed well, I mean, it, it builds up into so many different factors. All the actors and actresses are amazing, but Matt Damon, Leonardo DiCaprio, booyah! Very that's nice. My, that's my number wonderful one. pick. Wonderful pick there, Mister B. And side note: I, I got to drop in the soundtrack for it is amazing. Yeah, I mean, like, like that alone. If even if you're like, I'm never gonna watch a movie that Mr. B recommends. Listen to the soundtrack. The soundtrack <laughs> alone is worth listening to. Well, and I feel like with that list of actors and characters, you probably could have picked 
any random two out of that five, out of that top five. I mean, they've incredible performances by everybody that you just mentioned. All right, here we go. For my number three, I had Bill Hader and Seth Rogen playing the the world's finest police officers, Officer Slater and Michaels, <laughs> in the 2007 hit comedy film Super Bad. For my number two, I had the George Clooney and Tom Wilkinson playing attorneys from uh, the wonderful movie, one of my favorite movies, Michael Clayton. Object. And for my number one, to be one thing, I should point out: there's very little courtroom in michael clayton there might be there might be zero courtroom in (laughs) michael clayton uh it's an it's an intense movie that takes place outside of the courts for my number one all right and this is all about the performance and how two characters two actors actresses play off of one another to to really hype up and and amp up each other's performances and really put together just a great piece of film and what i have for my number one is nicholas cage and nick cage playing twin brothers charlie <laughs> kaufman and donald kaufman <laughs> who are both screenwriters in an absolutely brilliant movie from 2002 going all the way back to 2002 titled adaptation I don't know if you guys have seen this one. This is an American black comedy drama film. It's, it, I think it's one of the most brilliant films that I've ever seen. Ooh, you're um, giving it that status. Oh. Great. Yeah. And the, the thing that is so cool is that these two twins could not be more opposite. So your, co- your co-stars are the same person. It's the same guy. <laughs> Nick Nicholas Cage plays Charlie Kaufman and Nicholas Cage plays Donald Kaufman. Nick, and they did Nicholas Cage get paid two salaries? I don't know, but what's so brilliant about his performance, as said, he plays twin brothers who could not be more opposite. And they get along at portions of the movie. They don't get along at portions of the movie. Um the the movie itself is really I think it's I think it's a genius idea. Okay, so the, the the idea is that he Charlie Kaufman is like this well-known screenwriter and he has to take this book, The Orchid Thief, a book about flowers and turn it into a movie, something that people would actually want to go and see in the theater and he can't do it. He like struggles to do it. And his his twin brother is aspires to be a screenwriter and he writes what charlie considers to be like crap right like uh horror films uh thrillers serial killer movies yeah what what charlie kaufman would consider to be crap but it's only through the help of his brother that he is able to change his life and grow as a person um it's I don't know if you guys have seen it. It's it's difficult. It's a difficult movie to explain. Uh, the other big actors in there is the, the other big actors are is Nick Cage. <laughs> well, no, this is another guy is uh, Nick Cage. <laughs> Nick Cage plays thirteen roles in this film. It's Meryl Streep and Chris uh, Chris Cooper and Maggie Gyllenhaal Ooh, are some of right. the other actors and actresses in this movie. So. Uh, <laughs> It received several awards at the uh, 75th Academy Awards. Um, and 
And what what's really cool? <laughs> you seem like sorry. Pause for the cause. <laughs> yeah, hang on. Give it a pause. No, but what's really cool about the movie is uh, Charlie Kaufman is a real person. He is a screenwriter, uh, and he wrote. Uh, he did the screenwriting for adaptation. So I'll I'll jump the gun because I'm sure Mark also like that's one big Nick that I've actually seen uh, on my playlist, but I have not watched. I'm sorry. Yeah, I I I'm 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 not as cultured as Hollywood Hollywood <laughs> Nick is. Hollywood Nick. I don't. Two and, of them here I don't know that you're going to watch it and then think that I'm cultured. Well, <laughs> it is but, Nick Cage after all. <laughs> and I, I I like Nicolas Cage actually. I, I can't. Yeah, Think of a movie I watched or his I didn't like, so it's one that just for some reason I haven't seen. So I oh I can think of one. It's called Ghost Rider. Oh um, yeah, that was not that was not good. I, that was not. I can think I can actually think of of more than a handful Nick Cage movies that that were just terrible. Uh, he's he's one of those guys though that like he he's he does have a lot of really good performances throughout his career. He but he is hit or miss. And in this movie, in my opinion, he's a home run. In fact, a double home run. Uh, I obviously, if I'm giving it my best movie duo, oh, you are uh, like the 2000s. Oh, I, I'm going to watch that this week, buddy, because I love that. I love your enthusiasm about it, and I just unfortunately am not. I'm I'm ignorant to the film. Unbelievable, Mister well, B. Well, I just remember that that movie having the the box art where it's the like potted plant that's tipped over and mm-hmm. cracked and it's got Nicolas Cage's face on the front. And I just thought that was like the most unique, odd kind of picture to have on there. But, um, <laughs> but no, I, I, I might have to add that one to my list as well. Big Nick, you got a couple, uh, a couple newbies here that uh, you may be schooling me and Mr. B on. Hey, we're, le- we're learning all the time in the treehouse. Absolutely. Oddly enough, Tilda Swinton is in this movie as well. So and I, um, I love Tilda Swinton. She's always amazing. So, boys and girls, that is our top three movie duos, best performances by a movie duo in the 2000 to 2009 range. Mark, you want to hit us with a real quick? We got just a little bit of time here. Enough time for one or two honorable mentions. If you 35 will. honorable mentions. <laughs> Don't worry, it's just 17. So um, I had uh, <laughs> I had Ice Cube and Mike Epps. So next Friday and Friday after next. So that was a quality duo. And then dig this one. Jim Carrey and Renee Zellweger and me, myself, and Irene. That was a hilarious movie. So if uh, if you guys haven't seen that one, definitely check that one. Price out. check on Vagisil. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing better than the morning after taking the pee yeah. and having to pull the painting off the wall. Go watch it if you don't know what I'm talking oh, about. That's great. Big Nick, I only got one that I would bring up. And, Go for and it. it would be gladiator with Joaquin Phoenix and Cameron uh, or Russell Crowe. Good choice. And the only reason why I didn't pick that as my third was I was like, I mean, Joaquin Phoenix had a great role, but it just didn't to me, didn't click as a duo. 
I mean, obviously they fight at the end, yeah. but that was my close number four was Gla- I mean, I love I love the movie Gladiator, so that, that's why I draw me to it. But Joaquin Phoenix plays a huge asshole in the movie greatly, and uh, Russell Crowe plays a great, uh, awesome guy. So, yeah, yeah. So uh, one thing interesting here, a uh, honorable mention from Big Nick would be I strongly considered Jonah Hill and Michael Sarah from super bad as, <laughs> as one of my top three, they really just got inched out by Bill Hader and Seth Rogen playing the, the police officers. And I don't really have any great honorable mentions to mention here because all the ones I had made it onto your guys's list. So I think everybody oh, nice. put in a good, strong performance here today. And I, hey, you know, Big Nick, I just I gotta throw one more in. Somehow I missed it. <laughs> of course, of course <laughs> was, you did. It was actually do. my number four that almost made the list. Uh, Van Wilder, Ryan Reynolds, and Cal Penn. Hilarious movie. National Lampoons. Van Wilder. Yep, I, you guys I know, know the movie. I, I'm aware of it too, but I would not have put that even close to my top. <laughs> <laughs> well, screw you guys, and I'm taking my uh, honorable uh, mentions, and I'm going home. Well, don't do that. All don't right, don't do that, buddy. That gives everybody out there a lot of good performances to go out and check out and watch a bunch of movies this weekend. Thank you for joining us here in the Sandbox. Join us next week right back here, our friends, for a little more of the big kids. Peace out. Oh, yeah. Peace.